Hey everyone, welcome to the Meaningful Revolution. I'm your host and certified performance coach, Sean Butner. And this week we're taking a break from interviews and we've had the Day of the Dead, we've had Halloween this week, and I thought it'd be a great time to talk about grief and the idea that grief helps us grow. Now, as a high performance coach, this is something I've been thinking about a lot this week after having a conversation with one of my good friends about this book, Bittersweet by Susan. Talked about this in an episode a little while back, but the basic idea is this feeling of bittersweet is a longing for something. It could be longing for a family member that's passed away. It could be longing for a quality of life. It could be longing for creating your big piece of art or not. There's so many different things that people long for in our lives. And in society, in the US especially, we tend to be future focused, meaning something bad happens to us. What are we doing to move forward? How are we moving forward with it? And so we miss these opportunities to really have presence in some of these feelings that we have in our human experience can really help us grow because ultimately these feelings that often these situations that often cause sadness or fear or anger or grief or guilt or doubt or disappointment are the things that we should be talking out about a lot more in order to connect with others because when you don't you feel isolated and you feel like people don't understand you and that causes a lot of conflict out in the world and bring this up again because this week is day of the dead we're supposed to honor our ancestors i've been thinking a lot about my mom and we lost her years and years ago due to complications of heart surgery that was a prolonged painful part of my life living in california growing up in chicago that year I basically every two weeks i was flying back to chicago to help my dad out to be sit with my mom as the roller coaster of recovery of ups and downs happened and ultimately she had a lung collapse and then brain damage and then we made the call as a family to put her on hospice because that's what she wanted and it was a deeply painful period. I didn't talk to many people around me, right? I had some good friends that knew everything. I had some friends that knew that stuff was happening, but I never I didn't want to dwell on it. We're, we're friends. You, you should be talking about the new kids or family things or hopes for the future. But in that moment of transformation where this very human experience of losing a parent. It's universal, right? If you've ever been born or have been in a family, there are people in your life that are important to you that you lose. And it's okay to talk about it. And when you say, hey, I'm struggling, so often... I was talking with my wife about this, who's a psychologist. We have a million people checking in on you, saying, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? 
it's almost aggressive in a weird way. If you've ever been at the receiving end of the army of are you okays after a big thing happens in your life, it, it's, it comes off after a while of you're actually trying to check in on me. You just want to be relieved of the feeling that there's something wrong. I'm not sure if I'm articulating that, but it's almost putting it on you to be okay. And think what I like to do when I'm at my best. And I'm always as a human being trying to be empathetic is to share that. Hey, I'm here. If you need to talk, if you don't need to talk, that's fine. If you need to do something else, that's fine. But I understand you're going through something and I'm there for you. So let me know if you need to do, but I'm not going to, to, to push that on you. And I think at least for me helps connect. Sometimes people just are more out and they need some time to recuperate. Sometimes people I've had people be like, you know what? I'm really glad you offered to listen. And here's what I'm thinking. Am I crazy? And the thing is, 100% of the time, you're not crazy, right? People grieve in so many different ways. And you have to, it sounds cliche, you have to figure out how to do it yourself. But having that space where you can connect with people and get their thoughts on life and how they view, how they view grief and how they get through it, I think can really help. And that is... I think a more empathetic way of being versus saying, are you okay? And yeah. if you are dealing with something and need someone to talk to, I'm a coach, but I also offer a free one hour strategy session. And if you just need to talk to somebody to talk through, like I'm grieving, you might need someone who is more qualified than a coach like myself, but can help you figure that out. And Hey, my grief is getting in the way of me living my life fully with joy, with connection, with getting stuck in that feeling of grieving. I think Susan Cain and her book, Bittersweet, really hit the nail on the head that like part of dealing with grief or this, this concept of longing is turning it into art or turning it into something productive. And I've been thinking about that a lot in the terms of high performance, how grief really, if turned into something and used for good and not evil, could help you feel more alive, could help you feel more present, more in tune with the world and the cycles that we live and often ignore of birth, growth, and death, to put it really simply. But there's a magic to someone who is optimistic and I think I'm a pretty upbeat guy who also understands that tinge that mixing in of sadness or grief in this particular conversation. What can you do? So we're talking about how can you feel created or lead to, to ha turn something sad and make it better. I think that's what Hey Jude from the Beatles, essentially, take a sad song. Anyways, before I go quoting the Beatles, and that's just to share too, my mom was such a Beatles fan, and anytime there's a reference to the Beatles, of course, they come up on 
the radio or out in the world, and it still happens a lot, even though the band's been gone for a while. It's a very, it is a very bittersweet feeling of that music and how important that was to her and how she passed on that love to me and my brother of music in general. And uh, I can get teared up sometimes thinking about the Beatles and their music. But so what can you do, right? If somebody is grieving or if you're grieving, you talk about it, right? Talk about it. Find somebody to talk to about it. I think it'll be really helpful. And since it is also this week, we celebrated the Day of the Dead. I thought, what can you do to honor someone that you've lost? And I do what I did this year was create a list. I don't know what to call it yet, but it's like an honoring list. But for me, part of living with grief and living with the loss of my mom and other family members has always been to really honor what they taught you, right? I don't, I like to call it ghosts or echoes of that person in your life. And so some of the great things that I learned from my mom are the following, right? A love of music. Like I said, she absolutely loved the Beatles. Anytime there's anything about the Beatles in the newspaper, I think since she was a teenager, she had like a box of clippings of it. All the documentaries, all of anything, John Lennon, especially, she absolutely loved John Lennon. She was totally into, and I have memories growing up of getting up at night to go to the bathroom. My mom's in our living room, in our small apartment, these giant headphones, and just singing to herself to this music that was so important to her. But, uh, and she really did encourage us to find our music, very wise being... It doesn't have to be the music I love, but inevitably she had a really great taste, as did my dad, classic rock. And my brother went into music, I think a lot because of that drive and been a very important part of my life. And I owe that to her. She's also an extremely curious person with people and just exploring the world and just asking the question, what if the <laughs> amount of books she read for someone who hated high school and I think just barely got through it. Her appetite for reading all sorts of weird stuff. <laughs> History to conspiracy stuff, which she thought was what if this is the, the mental exercise of this could happen. How would that work? And does it even make sense? And, and all that kind of stuff. I think I got from her she was always someone to say, you never know what somebody else has been through. And so that curiosity about people, about just because someone is lashing out at you doesn't necessarily mean it's anything to do with you. It's them dealing with their life. And to take a beat and just try to understand. And sometimes it is you, and that's okay too. But if it is, then you make the choice on, is it valid and all that kind of stuff. But she really was just curious about people and life and topics. And it's probably why I have so many memories of her reading and it made me want to read really young. Um, and so that was a big part of my life and it is a big part of my life, I think. I don't, I know, but um, 
maybe not so much recently. But anyways, I'm rambling. Respect. She was always into manners. You can get a lot done by small moments of kindness. She was really always talking about the little people that make the world run, being someone that I think she would consider one of those types. But the people that often get ignored, it's why when I go in an organization, I'll say hi to the janitor or people at the desk or anybody who's doing any type of manual labor or any type of thing to help support an organization. It's so important to see those people and to appreciate them. And she was very creative. I think without going into too many details about family history and stuff, there were a lot of, of moments of hardship in her life that she was able to get through with humor, with making jokes, sometimes very morbid, creepy jokes. And I definitely took that on and it took me a while to realize that if you say something kind of morbid with a straight face, that people don't like that. Some people, the right people will, but she had a very dark sense of humor, but was hilarious. And oftentimes... When things got hard, she was an expert at finding the funny sliver of it to poke fun of, to call out as absurd, or to find the thing to laugh at. And one of the last things she said before she she couldn't talk when she was in before we put her in hospice was that one day we're gonna look back at all this and laugh. And she really believed that until life happened and it didn't turn out the way that we wanted, but I'm sure she could have talked. She would have found something really funny to to point that out. But that's what I mean when it comes to this impact list or honoring list. I'm not not sure what to call it. Who is somebody in your life that meant a lot to you and taught you a lot about life? And think about it. Create this list. If you can think of five things, that's just put a a mark in the sand for you to get after and think about why those experiences or why those things came to your mind and talk to your loved ones about it. Talk to your friends about it and ask them to do this because I think with a little bit of how sad this type of activity can be, you'll find that connection with people. And I think a lot of people are really starved for that connection. You could take something that's sad and share it on a podcast and turn it into, put art in quotes, but into something creative and put it out in the world and see what happens. I think doing this episode and talking about my mom a little bit more personal way today on this platform is part of turning the continual grief that I had, even though it's been years, into something in the world that maybe you connected with or resonated with. So if you did resonate with it, let me know in the comments. Put your impact honoring list in the comments there too so we can cheer you on and support each other and and connect. And as always, if you need to talk to someone because you feel stuck in your grief and you're not sure if it's how to move forward, one way or the other, whether it's through hiring me as a coach or talking, having a, a free call with me as a coach or getting some direction that, like, hey, like you 
probably should go and get some expert help. Uh, I'd love to do that for you. Link below in the show notes to sign up for a free one-hour strategy session. I'd love to to tap with you then. So with that, this is the Sean Bonner signing off. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Meaningful Revolution. We'll see you guys next week with a fantastic guest. We have a guest scheduled for you who's a serial entrepreneur from Silicon Valley. It's living in Texas now. And I'm super excited to share that with you. But we'll see you then. This is Sean Butner signing off.